Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Katie Anderson about her Wishes event at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned it, especially since she used California Grill, which has a few unusual restrictions, and how everything turned out. So welcome, Katie. Hi, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. At the beginning, I always like to find out how you guys decided that you wanted to get married at Disney. Well, I mean, the most obvious reason is certainly that we both love Disney. But beyond that, we, when we started researching New England options, we realized with so many of our family and friends in the area, it really could turn into this huge monster event, which was really not what we were looking for. We really wanted something smaller, a little more intimate, and we also wanted to feel like we were a guest at our own wedding. Like we could kind of show up to the party a little bit and just have fun with it. So we really are not the country club set, which is what New England would have felt like for us. So when we thought about Disney, the first thing that came to our mind was, of course, the incredible customer service, but also just that feeling of celebration. And that was really the atmosphere we were going for. We wanted it to feel like a vacation and a celebration all rolled into one. And we didn't want it to just be over in a blink. We wanted something that could be drawn out a little bit so that we really could get quality time with a smaller number of guests. That's interesting. And that's a point. I think a lot of people, when they think about Disney weddings, they think, oh, those girls just want to have princess weddings or whatever. But like you're saying, Disney is a great, A, they let you be a guest at your own wedding and you can just enjoy it and they do all the work. And B, like you said, it's a destination. Like you can do a whole weekend event. It isn't something where it's just everybody goes across town one evening and then it's over. (laughs) Absolutely. That, and I, I've always dreamed about my wedding and I hated the idea of it being over too quickly to even take in and be present and appreciate. That's interesting. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out that's what you wanted to do? They initially weren't quite as excited as I was. I think they just didn't know how it would work. People don't have a reference point for this. All they could think was children's birthday party or, you know, was it going to be tacky? Nobody was you know, outright that rude, but there were just a lot of, a lot of unknowns, I think. But the second people showed up to our dessert party venue on the first night, you could just see everybody's doubts melting away as they got it. They totally understood how beautifully the space was laid out, the level of service, everybody just got totally swept away the minute things kicked off. That's a really good point. Because yeah, as Disney fans, and particularly Disney wedding fans, this is all second nature to us. We think this sounds totally normal, but that's a really good point that for pretty much everybody else, they have no idea what a Disney wedding is. And so other than just this idea of fairy princesses, or maybe they've seen a picture of the wedding pavilion. So that's interesting what you say about how once they get there, then they realize, oh, this is why they wanted a Disney wedding. (laughs) Yep. How many guests made the trip? We had 25, including us. 
Okay. Oh, that's a nice manageable group. Yes. And tell me a little bit about the locations that you chose for your ceremony and your reception. So for our ceremony, we chose the wedding pavilion. And for our reception, we chose the California Grill. And how did you decide on those? Because there are so many great venues at Walt Disney World. Sometimes it can be really hard to choose. We really thought a lot about event flow and sort of theme and feel. So we actually kicked off a welcome night in the Epcot area. So we kind of, we kept it central to that. But for the actual wedding day, we tried to keep it centered around the Magic Kingdom for the ease of transportation, for one thing. But again, also for the, the feel of the event, we wanted it to be continuous and intentional. Interesting. Now, California Grill can be tricky for some people because they don't let you have a menu tasting and they don't let you do much to modify the menu. Can you tell us a little bit about how you worked within those restrictions? I think my biggest starting point with them was deciding to trust them and just telling myself that they were so highly rated as a restaurant for a reason. And with that said, we we really didn't feel we needed much leeway or many modifications. The choices that they offer were so fantastic sounding that our problem wasn't modifying so much as it was narrowing it down. I also, fun fact, had never been to the California Grill and I am an uber planner. I like to be in control of everything. I like to know what's going to happen. And I chose California Grill sort of on blind faith. And that made it kind of exciting for me. I got to show up to the restaurant on the day of my wedding for the first time. And that's just so out of my comfort zone, but it made it again so that I was a guest at my own wedding. I had an element of surprise. I got to just be, you know, present in there for the experience, see it through my guests' eyes. And it really made it fun to sort of throw my own control out the window and give the reins to somebody else. That's an interesting point. Did you have any modifications like guests who had, uh, you know, allergies or dietary restrictions? We didn't. But again, there were so many options to work with that we had a couple guests who were vegetarians prior to the start of the event. They were no longer vegetarians by the time it rolled around. But if they still were, it would have been very easy to work around it. They offer a lot of fish and pasta options. We had a really amazing cheese plate to kick off the event. So I don't think it would have been too much of an issue. Now, another reservation that some people have about California Grill is the decor. They recently redid it, and I think it's amazing. It's all Mary Blair themed and very uh, sort of mid-century modern. But if you are somebody who wants to have a wedding where your colors are like pink and silver, and neither of those colors is present in the new decor, how did you find that with decorating the room to go with your wedding theme? So that was my number one fear. And because I am a very, I wanted classic and romantic and traditional. And you're right that the theme of the California Grill is very different than that. The main way that it looks different than that is in the carpeting. And when you look at pictures, you might think like, oh gosh, the carpets. But my planner pointed out to me during the session, she asked my mom and I, she said, what color is the carpet in this room? And we both had no idea because you don't look at the carpet. So while it might seem like all oh, those colors won't go, you don't really notice it when you're there. Your eyes are drawn to the windows, first and foremost, to the light fixtures that they have, and then to whatever flowers you choose to decorate the space. So we did choose some kind of light hydrangea blues. We kept it very soft, and it really, it still worked for us. They have a lot of paintings with a lot of different colors, a lot of pinks in the paintings. So you really, I think, can make it your own. It's so vibrant and bright, but again, it has those windows to balance it out. So I think it just, it, it's exciting. It's an exciting venue and it's a cool and intricate space to work with that 
it just ends up looking so unique, so different from your traditional wedding space. Definitely. Did you guys have a theme for your wedding? We sort of wanted to let the venues speak for themselves. We didn't want to overwhelm. I mean, the wedding pavilion is so gorgeous. And again, the California grill is so vibrant. We didn't want to overwhelm it and fall into that sort of birthday party feel that I was talking about earlier. We just kept it simple. We just had fresh, natural, floral. We did incorporate some of our favorite things. So we had our different favorite songs play at different points throughout the day. We incorporated, for example, my grandmother's wedding flowers or the flowers she used into my wedding floral. We wanted it to feel, first and foremost, like it was our wedding. We wanted it to be really personal. Okay. Now, you talked a bit earlier about how you had this sort of you know, multi-day event. Can you give a timeline starting with your welcome party and where that was and then into the wedding and how everything ran? So we officially kicked things off on a Saturday. We had a non-hosted meetup at Hurricanes Hannah Pool Bar at the Beach Club where the majority of our guests were staying. So that was our get the awkward small talk out of the way event. (laughs) And then on Sunday, we had our rehearsal at the Boardwalk Inn just for the party and the readers. And then everybody walked and met at Big River Grill. This is a non-Disney venue. So I will say that while it was more affordable, it didn't run with the same efficiency, but it still worked out fantastically well in the end. Um, And that was a 5.30 event. It went from 5.30 to 7.30. At 7.30, we all walked into Epcot for our dessert party, which was at the UK Lockside location. Absolutely gorgeous. And then at 9.45, we all walked to Soren. We had a ride mix in. That was a really incredible experience. And by that point, I will say that our guests were friends. Everybody was really letting go and everybody had really bonded. The next day, Monday, was the wedding day. At around, I think it was around 8.30, Carolyn Allens arrived to steam our dresses. Around 10.30, Patricia Lejeune, hair and makeup, arrived. 2 p.m., Regina Hyman, our photographer, arrived. Around 3 o'clock, The groom, Mike, and his family met in the lobby and headed over to the Grand Floridian. And they did their pictures from about 3.30 to 4. Around 4, myself and my family showed up for pictures where we also met a couple other Disney brides. Was that on purpose? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know they try really hard to keep them apart. (laughs) Oh, no, um, former brides. Got it. were kind enough to come say hello, which made it a really special and unique thing. Again, not something you get at the run-of-the-mill stuff back home. So our guests were picked up between 4 and 4.30. The seating of the guests began shortly thereafter. And then at 5 o'clock on the dot, Disney is very prompt, the ceremony began. That ran until about 5.30. And then we did pictures with the immediate families and some large group photos. They were then whisked away to the California Grill for the cocktail hour, which began at 6, while Mike and I took our pictures. That took place until about 6.20. We got to the California Grill by, I want to say 6.30 or 6.45. So we got to enjoy some of the cocktail hour, which was really fun. And then 7 o'clock, the reception kicked off. We started with toasts. Then we had the dinner served. The first dance was around 8.45. And then the parent dances. Then we had the cake cutting at 9.15. Around 9.30, Mickey and Minnie showed up, which was a surprise to everybody except myself, my mom, and my brother. So even the groom was surprised. Mm -hmm. And then at 10 o'clock was Wishes, which was the most perfect way to cap off the night. 
And by 1030, it was time to go. And did you guys watch Wishes from inside the room or did you go out on the catwalk? Well, it was raining, unfortunately. It was kind enough to hold off until our reception started. So we went into this little cave. I don't know how else to describe (laughs) it. It was an area I didn't know existed. It wasn't quite the catwalk. It was sort of under an overhang. So it wasn't as good for pictures. There's more cement in the view, but it still was an out-of-this-world experience, completely unique. That's wonderful. One other thing you mentioned, and I see a lot of questions about this, you mentioned doing first dances at the, I assume it was the Napa room that you guys used? Yes, it was. Did you bring in a dance floor or was it fine with the carpet? We didn't. It was fine with the carpet. We did not have a DJ with the characters and the fireworks and we had a violinist in the cocktail hour. It was plenty without the DJ and the multi-course meal, of course, that comes with the California Grill. So we opted not to bring in the dance floor. And to be honest, nobody really missed it. Disney throws an event so well. They have such attention to detail and event flow and entertainment that it was a fine event without it. Okay. And so you talked a bit about all the entertainment that you provided. What were the other most important or least important aspects of your wedding when you were allocating your time and your money? Yeah, that's a good question. And I went into my planning session with a list of my most important, middle important, and least important priorities. And I had that with me as my Bible during my planning session, and my planner really helped craft our budget around it. For most important, number one was the ceremony. We wanted to keep that as sort of a linchpin to the day, the spiritual and emotional center of it. So we researched our officiant quite a bit. We chose our readings and readers very carefully, our music very carefully. The second most important thing was our guest experience. We really wanted to justify the fact that they were flying all the way to Disney and why we love Disney so much. So we thought of that in two ways. The first being giving them as much of an experience as possible. So we had two different evening shows on the two different nights, the ride mix-in, the characters, and the views of the two different parks. And then the second way we conceptualized that was really through ease and logistics. So trying to keep things walkable to the beach club on the first night, and then on the second night, chartering the motor coach and keeping everything around the Magic Kingdom. And then third most important was food and wine, which is why we chose the California Grill. Everything else, we really didn't put as much attention or money into. So we did not have a videographer. We did not have a DJ. We didn't spend very much on stationery. We wanted to make sure we were sticking to the areas we cared most about. That's great. So then what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My personal favorite moment, and certainly the most vivid, was when I was standing with my dad about to walk down the aisle, and my song was A Whole New World. We had a violinist and the organist, and as those first notes started, it just sounded incredible. And the doors opened, and I just saw Mike at the end. And just the the visual of that, the sound of everything, it was incredible. It was the biggest rush of adrenaline and excitement I really can ever remember having. If I can cheat and throw one more in there. Go for it. (laughs) It's too hard to just pick one. (laughs) My favorite memory with my guests was being on Soarin' Together for the ride mix-in. There's something so incredible about a ride that's been completely cleared out for your group. That never happens in Disney. It allows you to be so uninhibited and just get swept up in the joy of it. All of our guests were cheering and laughing. 
by the time it was over, one of my friends turned to me and said, we're all a family now. It was just, it was adorable. And it just, it was exactly what I was going for. It felt like we owned Disney World for that moment. That's wonderful. I love that story about the guest. <laughs> uh, and for those of my listeners who aren't familiar with this, the concept of a ride mix-in is if you are having an event in a park, you can add a ride on one of the attractions either at the beginning of its operating day or the end of its operating day for just a $15 per person fee for anybody who doesn't have park admission. And that's a lot cheaper than hiring out the whole ride to be running during your event. So if you're doing something in Epcot and it times out with the fireworks and everything, it's a great way to give your guests a little extra treat for not a lot of extra money. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We did have some unexpected last minute guest cancellations. I think that's probably pretty normal for a destination wedding. I was panicked that our group wasn't going to be large enough. It was going to be boring. And it's Disney. Of course, it wasn't going to be boring. The event was lively the entire time. And again, with the different days of events, everybody had bonded so much. So it ended up working out just the way it was supposed to. We, of course, missed our guests who couldn't make it, but it didn't hinder our event in the end. Okay. And you had an interesting mix of someone who's like an Uber planner, but you also wanted to entrust everything to Disney. So looking back, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No. And I, I'm really a very analytical person. I usually, you know, want to recap the pros and cons and I can't think of a single thing that I would change. That's wonderful. So then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? The first really biggest piece for me is just to enjoy the journey. The planning turned out to be just as much fun as the event itself. And I just kept telling myself, you're getting married in Disney World. If you're not having fun, you're, you're doing it wrong. It, it's supposed to be fun by nature of the event. And just staying in that spirit and remembering why you're doing it makes the whole thing so worthwhile. Along with that, along with sort of my mantra about keeping it fun, I told myself that if it wasn't done before I got on the plane, it wasn't getting done. Hmm. So the minute we got to the airport and took off for Disney, I was on vacation. The minute we showed up, I was able to be fully present with my guests and have park time and just relax and show up at my wedding and have a great time. I'm cheating again. <laughs> and one more tip. Your photographer is basically a guest at your wedding. They are the only vendor that is with you all day long and interacts with all of your guests. So I think choosing a photographer for their personality as much for their style is so important. We chose Regina Hyman because her personality spoke to us just as much as her work did. And all of our guests noticed that. They all noticed how much she fit in with the kind of group that we had included. That's a really great point. Yeah, at first I thought you were going to say, so don't feed them a vendor meal. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about the personality. And I think because you have this experience with them, they're there with you on the most special day of your life. And then usually they send you these images that make you feel like the most beautiful girl in the world. You have this bond and you end up knowing them for the rest of your lives, you know? <laughs> Yeah, don't insult somebody's wedding photographer. They end up being like family. <laughs> well, now, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes, I have a planning journal and a recap on the Disney Mooners. 
Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your story. I think you have a lot of great tips, a lot of good advice for anyone who's considering California Grill, maybe worried about the restrictions, and it sounds like you don't have to worry about the restrictions. So I appreciate your taking the time. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>